Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now a bunch of news updates. I'm Alex. I'm Just. And if you've got tips or stories you want us to cover, you can always email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com or email us anywhere socially. But we've got a bunch of big things to talk about. Well, at least one big thing and then a bunch of other things. So let's get to the big one first. This is news that came out late last week, I believe, that Marvel release dates are getting a big Shake up now. Yeah, the strikes are ongoing. You got the WGA strike, you got the SAG strike. We support those unequivocally. The studios are definitely shifting things around to make sure that they have enough content throughout the fall, throughout the winter, throughout all of next year, honestly, since nobody knows at this point exactly when these things are going to end. But also, as we've been talking a lot about on the podcast, there's things going on behind the scenes at Marvel anyway, uh, via Disney, trying to slow down what's happening with the Marvel stuff a little bit. They're going a little too hard with the TV and the movies. Um so here's here's what we netted out. Here's what's going on according to the Hollywood Reporter. First of all, we still got Loki coming out in October. We got the no Marvels doubt. coming out. No doubt. No tricks. No tricks there. <laughs> and we'll be talking a little bit about some new footage on Loki in a second. The Marvels is definitely coming out in November, and we'll also be talking about that a little bit in a second. But the new-ish ones that we've heard about now are what if season two is coming out at Christmas? Presumably not a binge drop. Presumably it's starting then. Echo, we talked about this last week or last episode, is moving. It's going to be moving to January. Still planned for a binge drop. All episodes at once. Weird. X-Men 97, which is the reboot of the popular 92 cartoon, is coming out in early 2024. The Agatha Show has moved all the way to fall 2024 and has a new title. We'll talk about this more in a second as well. Agatha Darkhold Diaries is the new title of it. Ironheart, even though it's filmed off the schedule entirely, yeah, there's been a lot of back and forth about this. The rumory take was to move it closer to Armor Wars, which they want to go whole hog on again, according to rumors. But I think the more reasonable thing to think, according to the Hollywood Reporter, is they can't complete it because of the strikes. There's probably yeah. ADR, there's ADR. reshoots, things like that they have to do. So they got That's what I show. think, too. Yeah. And then the other ones, Daredevil and Wonder Man, continue to be on pause at this point. Nothing new, no new information with that. So, other than Loki and the Marvels, no live action Marvel stuff until next year. That's still a lot. That's still <laughs> an yeah. entire TV show and a movie. So we're good. But well, what do you and think? And I think, this? you know, we talk about how, like, oh, Marvel needs to slow down, but they, they need to just put more time into the projects they're doing. It's not like it's like, oh, no, I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle these two shows this fall. It's more like, oh, why don't you take your time at every phase 
and put more uh, effort into refining these, making them better so that we can like them more. Because it's it's less, and I think this is the same with Star Wars, the Star Wars stuff. It's less that like, oh no, we don't want this or can't handle it. It's like, oh man, you can tell this one just wasn't fully baked when you took it out of the oven because you promised a cake three years ago on my mm-hmm. birthday. Uh, but I do think this is good this is a good these are good shifts i actually think mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree uh, listen we are not overwhelmed the general public is overwhelmed i certainly heard last year in particular this is a lot this is too much marvel and then we were hit with a couple of projects that didn't quite hit like ant-man and the wasp quantumania secret invasion clearly isn't crushing it so to take a little time and put things out in a way where it feels a little more special to people that's good for us marvel fans it's good for other people as well because potentially they can come to it in fresh eyes of course like you were saying the stuff also has to be good at the same time it has to be special if yeah. they want to make it special it also has to be special and i think we're, the more we're looking back at this it's like what a misjudgment of like what TV is to say like, ah, hey, we can just hustle these out because they aimed at movie quality, but didn't have from like a, a production and a VFX viewpoint. But then they, they landed in stuff that wasn't good on either side. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the big surprise here though, for me was um, I had forgotten about what if coming so soon mm-hmm. and that's great. Yeah. I think that's one that they had been working on for a while. Like they had already been working on it back when what if season one was being done. Animation obviously takes time. It's also not impacted in the same way because of the strikes, because it's different unions. So, you know, I I think folks probably know this, but you're going to see a lot more of that. I would, I mean, echo seems to be done, but if it wasn't completely done, I would say you could probably expect a third season of what if, as well as Ekben 97 season two, before any of these things happening. But We'll right. see. Um, I think everybody is kind of hopeful that the strikes will resolve in some way by the end of the year, but still seems very acrimonious. Yeah, but now's the time. It's post-Labor Day. Now is when the studios are going to be feeling the squeeze a little bit more because they're mm-hmm. making decisions like this, which are very stressful for their next year. You could maybe chalk all this up to like, oh, this year's a wash, but the stress of next year is getting more and more intense, I think, on them. Not to get too businessy about it, but two things that I'll mention to that point. One, Warner Brothers, I don't know if they had their earnings call, but they talked about how they've lost 300 to $400 million over the course of the strikes, to which all the writers are like, hey, we asked for like $50 million, you know, yeah. get with the program. And then today, this is not exactly related, but today, Disney Plus, as we're taping, announced a deal, $2.00. A month for the ad-free tier, uh, the ad the ad-supported tier of Disney Plus, which to me feels like there's a little bit of like, oh, we're doing a post post Labor Day sale, but it's also a little bit of desperation of, hey, we've got Ahsoka and Elemental is coming up, and you know you like those things, and sure we have other things maybe you can check out at some point. Dot dot dot. Yeah, well, I think they're also like you know we had all this pride and prestige competing with Netflix. And all of that, like, oh, we're going to make all this stuff and streaming is the future. And now they're like, oh, no, we don't have any money. And Netflix already sort of won this and crushed us at the same time. And if we have ads, it's like regular TV. We just need a couple bucks. Please give me a couple bucks. I just want a slice of pizza. Yeah, and I think what they're finding more to the point of our podcast, the Marvel and Star Wars stuff, which was booing up all of Disney Plus, you know, other than the legacy library, which obviously does very well as well, 
great for families. You can watch any Disney movie on there. The that stuff isn't hitting it the same way. Ahsoka is not doing as well as the peak Mandalorian or anything like that. Secret Invasion did not hit like the other Disney Plus shows. You can see that. We'll talk about Loki in a second. I think there's a lot of pressure on Loki to deliver. That and WandaVision were two of the biggest Marvel shows they had. So I don't know. It it feels like there's a lot pushing down on that at this point. Uh, Let's talk about something that is spinning off of WandaVision, though, and spun spun off of this news. So as we mentioned, Agatha is getting a new title. It's now Agatha Darkhold Diaries, according to THR. However, a lot of rumors flying around, which I feel like I give a little credence to. There's... A bunch of titles the show has gone through. Originally, we heard it was called House of Harkness. Then it was called Coven of Chaos. Now it's called Dark Old Diaries, which Aubrey Plaza, who was in the cast, put up in a photo a month ago, and it seemed like one of those fake names that they put on everybody's chairs or something like that. But now yeah. we know it's a real name. There was also something that uh, one of the cast members put up that said Agnes of Westview. One of the heads of Disney, one of the heads, uh, I don't remember his exact title, but somebody was like, wonder if it's going to go through any more title changes. And he put a little eyeball emoji on Twitter slash X. So the current rumor is that similar to WandaVision, every episode of Agatha is going to have a different title and parody is probably the wrong word, but ape some different sort of format. And I think based on these titles, I'll throw some stuff at you. This is me going wildly speculative. But stuff, if that's true, Agnes of Westview, you lead into the whole WandaVision of it all. It feels very similar to that to draw people in. House of Harkness, to me, feels like a Kardashians type thing, potentially. Ah, interesting. Uh, Darkhold Diaries could be like teen drama or something like that. Covenant of Chaos, no idea. But I 100% could see this happening. And that... Now it, that tracks more. If you're sequelizing WandaVision, it was sort of like, oh, it's a spinoff. We're going to follow this character. But it always felt like, oh, is, does she have – does Agatha Harkness have enough going on to carry a series? If you're sort of doing WandaVision again, jumping genres like that, then that tracks a little bit more and makes sense because in the world of changing titles, especially on a show as deliberately made as this, this is starting to be – problematic if it isn't an intentional choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what do you think this, again, pure speculation, but let's say this is true and every episode has a different title and that's what they've actually been revealing. What do you think the actual title of the show is? Because it has to be listed as something somewhere. Right. Um, I I would think Coven of Chaos feels like that would mirror the idea that it's jumping around through these genres Mm -hmm. a lot and also sort of take in that it is Agatha, but it's also bringing in all these other characters. And we know there's the, the music, it's supposed to be a musical. Mm -hmm. Maybe a musical is just one of the episodes. Now that we're talking about it. We'll see. I I'll throw out Agatha all along as the title. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's good too. You're saying there's another title that we haven't even heard of yet. Oh, I think so because there's eight episodes at, I think something like that, eight or nine. So I think we're going to get a lot more of these. I love this theory, whether it's true or not. I think it's very fun. Why don't we move on to something that we're a little more sure about? There was a new house of Harkness game of Thrones could also be the right. Okay. I like that. Uh, do they have the budget? I guess we'll see. New Loki teaser dropped online. This is a super short one. 
about 45 seconds long, but it showed off a lot of new footage from the show, particularly Loki and Sylvie together doing something. Uh, what'd you think about this? Uh, I know we were just talking about like the amount of pressure and hype on Loki. Do you feel yeah. like this footage is continuing to deliver on that? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I understand the trailer idea. The like, okay, now we're going to release this short one. That's this like, there's surely a, there's some testing that is like, okay, we do the longer one that reveals some plot. Then we do the shorter one. Cause this one to me re watching this, I'm like, Oh, this is like the vibes trailer mm -hmm. where it's just like music. You don't know much of anything what's happening, but it's just like seeing a ton of shots at low key close up and sort of like, Hey, remember him? Like literally mm -hmm. like object permanence training for a baby where you're like, you love this rattle, <laughs> this little Loki rattle. You love this. And then take it away and put it back and take it away and put it back. Uh, so that that's what this was to me. It was like, remember him? You like him. Let's watch this. The weird thing about it is the length of time. You know, I, I agree with you about the tone of this. This feels to me like a 15 or 30 second commercial that for some reason is 45 seconds long. And I'm not quite sure what those extra 15 seconds are doing there. It also... I was going in two directions while I was watching this. One was I'm still very nervous about the second season because there's different people behind the scenes. Are they going to wrap up the story? Is it going to feel as strong as Loki season one without the same people directing and writing? So that makes me very worried. Also, the amount of like we talked about, they went whole hog on this McDonald's promo for the past month. And yeah. now to lean into being like, this is big action, big action show. Isn't this cool? Loki's back. That's not what I, I liked, and that's not what I think everybody else liked about the first season. They liked how it was trippy and mind-bending and took its time and really dug into the characters of Loki and Mobius and everybody else. So that's what I want out of the second season as well, is more of that, not just balls-to-the-wall action. Go ahead. I have two I have two things to say there. I do think the McDonald's trailer may have – the all the promotion may have played into this where they're sort of reclaiming it for Loki mm -hmm. sort of like, okay, that's fun. But remember, it's a, actually a show about this guy, not about uh, the, the McNuggets tie in sauce situation. The second thing I would say is this trailer feels like, or this teaser feels like it's for TikTok specifically. Mm -hmm. There's something I, mm -hmm. I worked on a, a commercial for TikTok uh, last year. And I learned a lot about how um, you like TikTok does stuff does better when you see a full face, especially at the beginning or the end. And there's a ton of full face shots here of Loki. So I think they're sort of feeding the, the TikTok algorithm here with this trailer and maybe just trying to own that a little bit as we mm -hmm. get closer to the day. That makes a lot of sense. That's super I, wonky. To no, 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 no. That 100% seems correct, I would say. It's also the right length for TikTok versus TV yeah. commercials. So you're probably on the money about that. The other thing that I throw out of the other direction, though, and I don't think they're going to do this, but given this seems to have a different type of focus on time travel in this season, it almost made me feel like if it is good, I wish they would do more of this. You know, I wish they would do like a different type of time travel, a different focus every season for six episodes with Loki. That would be great because that ties into one of the big things that I miss with these Marvel TV shows is they don't act like they're TV shows. They act like they're mini movies that are stretched out over six episodes. And that's not what I want. I want to watch five, six, seven seasons of Loki and see where it goes. Yeah, and I wonder if that model will ever be broken, if we'll mm -hmm. ever get to a point where the, our superhero TV shows, Star Wars, all that, 
I actually feel like TV. It feels like they're so resistant because they're so worried about protecting the moviness of the properties. They don't want to make an actual TV show. I mean, you could say maybe the closest was She-Hulk that Marvel did, but it uh, had its other problems that we've talked about um, to many people's chagrin um, on this very uh, feed. Uh, but I think it's hard, and I think that feeds back into the marketing where, like, they also need to take some bigger swings here. Like, movie and TV marketing has moved on. You have movies like Megan that, like, cracked it and, mm-hmm. like, did something that made that movie a hit. And, like, they did more interesting marketing, and it was an, a hit. And you can trace that directly to that. A movie like Minions found a way to have the viral thing. Barbie and Barbenheimer, like, that found the viral thing that – TV shows need to do that or at least try that. And mm-hmm. I feel like we don't fault people for not quite nailing it anymore because it's, there's too much information. So like, let's take some swings guys. Uh, this t- trailer is fine, but it's not a swing by any means. What we need, I, I think what I'm getting from what you're saying is we need a Loki dance. Like we need Tom Hiddleston to do a dance in the trailer. And then everybody does it on TikTok. I mean, we, we could laugh about that. Yeah. But that worked. <laughs> you you know, in 100%. every studio advertising agency, they're like, what's our Megan dance? And there's people <laughs> banging their heads against the wall for Disney's Haunted Mansion being like, what's our dance? Ghost dance. What's, we need to figure out our ghost dance. And it's like, it's not happening. It's yeah, and it lives forever, too. There's like some penguins of Madagascar dance that's going around on TikTok right now. It's bonkers. Like, yeah. do it. Get, uh, he's doing like the wavy, what's the wavy tube things called that they put it out in front of used car dealerships? They got to lean into that for Loki, put that front and center TikTok and have people do the Loki dance. A hundred percent. Get him to do the Leo Dio uh, dance from Great Gatsby. That shit is haunting. <laughs> Let's move on to a couple of quick hits here. Elizabeth Olsen says she needs to move on from the Scarlet Witch. She said this in an interview with Variety, um, or at least via Variety, I believe. She said, I'm trying to figure out, because specifically the last four years, my output has been Marvel. I don't want... It's not that I want to, don't want to be associated as just this character, but I really feel like I need to be building other parts back up for balance. I so much want to do films right now, and I hope some of them come together in a way that I feel like I can. But yeah, that's something that I need. I just need other characters in my life. There's no longevity in one character. What do you think about this? I mean, I feel like the story behind the story is here. She's like, I need to move on from you people asking me this question in interviews. Stop mm-hmm. asking me. Because she said her piece like nine times. Her character is dead. Hard, capital D dead. Flattened like a pancake, basically. And of course, you can always bring bring any character back. But like, I don't know. That felt pretty definitive. And the actor has said, ad nauseum, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, also... Not to speak for a person I don't know, but if you look at the trajectory of her character, she hit what is arguably one of the high watermarks of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with WandaVision, explored this character in depth over the course of a TV show, and then immediately they were like, okay, two days later, go on to Doctor Strange, you're going to do the same emotional arc, we haven't watched the previous TV show, this is going to be much rougher and uh, not delve in as deeply, enjoy, so of course you're going to be burned out after that. Like, yeah. maybe she'll come back at some point. I'm sure they'll back up the money truck for Secret Wars or something like that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's okay. She could take a break. She could do other characters. I also think, frankly, this whole thing about, like, person needs to do Marvel all the time. Let them do other work so that they can get better 
and yeah. more nuanced than bring those skills back to other things. Like I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I love the fact that Robert Downey Jr. got to act again. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not to say it's not acting, but I think variety makes just everything more rich. And so I agree completely. The only other thing I would say is like, it's only going to get a little more intense with Agatha being, you know, in the news and continuing to come. And if she does a spot in Agatha, it's going to be like, you said, you said you weren't doing it. Why are you in this show? And it's like that. And there's a very good chance we're going to see Wanda in there in some capacity. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm really not looking forward to is, is Wanda going to be in this episode? Is Wanda going to be in this episode? And she yeah. only shows up in archival footage and that's it when somebody's yeah. like thinking about her. Right. Well, um, Fisto will be there the whole time. 100%. Gwyneth Paltrow isn't doing Marvel because, quote, Iron Man died. This was a very funny little clip, very similar to the Elizabeth Olsen thing. She seems sick and tired of people asking her about, is Pepper coming back? I, th- I think her, I didn't write this down, but I think her specific quote was like, why would Pepper come back? <laughs> Iron Man yeah. died. Uh, and I agree. She seemed pretty much done with doing Marvel stuff halfway through Spider-Man Far From Home, which she Definitely. didn't remember she was in. So I could see her coming show up on up showing up on set for all those cameo roles already made up, literally sliding into a jacket, walking through set, saying the lines she'd say, and the car's got door always open on the other side of the <laughs> studio set. And she steps in and gets out of there. Twelve minutes in and out. Let's go. Yeah, and that's fine. Do you want to see Pepper again? Do you need to see more from Pepper Potts in the MCU? Well, it's not to say like, well, she is only valuable because she's like was next to Iron Man. But, like, they didn't really give her a forward momentum. They didn't give her something that is like, you know, oh, here's the twist for her that will push mm-hmm. her into the next thing. I mean, she played in the comics. She plays a she's a character called um, Rescue. And we saw a little bit of that in, in some of the Iron Man stuff. But that's definitely not a, a thing that they're like, we got to get this going. I could see her having a part in Armor Wars, potentially. You know, there is yeah. something interesting about she is a single mother raising a child who is the widow of one of the most famous men on Earth who died saving the entire universe, entire planet. And if it's mostly about Rhodey's journey reclaiming Tony's armor and the time that was stolen from him during Secret Invasion, tying her into that some way, even if it's a small scene or an arc or something like that, could be interesting. There's stuff you could do there, potentially. I just want to see the scene where Rhodey's explaining to Pepper that he was a scroll, and her sort of like casual disinterest being like, what? Yeah. I don't know, man. This yeah. sounds complicated. Sorry, I got these vagina eggs over here I got to deal with. Don't, yeah. don't mind me. Oh, you think I watch Secret Invasion, the character Pepper Potts? No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Last but not least, let's go to a rumor patrol here. This is 100% not confirmed, but is the Marvel's only 107 minutes long. That was a rumor that was going around. There were a lot of reactions in many different directions. The big one was a lot of folks being like, oh, man, this is going to be a huge disaster. How are they going to pump all this stuff in? I got to say, I got the, I go the other way. I love it. Give me a 90, you know, hour and a half, hour, 40 minute long comedy movie. Awesome. Well, this is this is giving me some excitement, actually, mm-hmm. like just like you, because if this truly is like a crazy three hander farce that is just running around the universe, switching places, all momentum, no stop like that's what I'm here for. And that mm-hmm. is like what 
I think these movies desperately need is like, let's take an idea and punch it through for the whole length of the movie rather than doing an interesting premise and then getting bogged down in the miasma of overly complex superhero stories. There is, to your point, no reason a body switching comedy needs to be two and a half hours long. Like, yeah, we get it. Yes, exactly. Get in, have fun with it, get out. Again, we don't know if this is true, but I I hope it is. I would love it. There you go. And for all of you out there, again, if you got tips or stories you want to discover, you can email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash comicbookclub. We do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel stuff. Apple, Google, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. Alex, get your face close to the camera for the algorithm. I think this is it. And the mic, get your voice close to the microphone. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my Alex dance. It's my yeah, Alex it's dance. It's really good. Thank Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.